Hello and welcome to another episode of the Startup Operator Roundup. I am Roshan Karyapa and I am Gunjan Saha and together we bring you the biggest highlights from India's growing startup ecosystem. So what do we have for this week uh, Gunjan? Well, we have a lot of interesting updates unlike the iPhone 15. <laughs> Uh, before we dive into that, folks, if you're first time uh, tuning into this channel and you're interested in unique insights into the ecosystem, do consider subscribing to our channel. And if you're a regular listener, please consider liking and rating this episode on your favorite platform. This week, uh, we'll be discussing the key takeaways for startups who are looking to make an impact in the global marketplace. These are takeaways from the G20 uh, summit. Then we'll be talking about how ONDC tied up with a company in Singapore to make uh, this a cross-border venture. The Indian government is taking steps to make Navic mandatory in all hardware devices in the future. Now this move could have big implications for the tech companies operating in the country and beyond. We'll also be talking about Reliance and Tata's teaming up with Nvidia to build India's AI supercomputer. This is a major development in the country's tech scene and could help position India as an AI leader in the space. We'll also cover robotics firm Grey Oranges pivoting to SaaS and preparing for a 80 million dollar fundraise round. Now this bold move could definitely pay off big for its founders and investors. So stay tuned as we break down these headlines for you. So well, uh, obviously one of the key highlights from last week was Apple's keynote event. What what feature really amazed you? I didn't check out the event, <laughs> but uh, from everything that I read on Twitter and so on, I mean, yeah, the updates are thin. I think you know I made this point a few uh, rounds back also. I think we're all waiting for the next form factor, right? What is it? You know, we had the desktop computer, we had laptops, we had mobiles. Uh, what is that next leap? Um, you know, the the Vision Pro seems like it, but uh, you know, when will it gain that mass adoption, right? When will we not need another device? uh yeah until then i think we'll have to sort of wait it out but uh, yeah uh, interesting updates uh, for sure i suppose uh, i you know i want to give a shout out to uh, krishna jagdish who is uh, developing some amazing apps very closely tied with the apple ecosystem at uh, uh, parjanya creations they have an app called prayoga uh, do check it out if you're an iphone user right it helps you um, do all of these yoga asanas uh, in a very virtual reality kind of a mode uh right so so do check that out um but yeah i think uh, the developer ecosystem uh, might still be excited to sort of build on uh, the future right well anyway let's uh, dive into some of the key takeaways from the recently concluded g20 summit uh the g20 discussions on crypto have definitely left the country hopeful and as a blanket ban seems unlikely these discussions are based on a synthesis paper which was jointly released by the international monetary fund and g20's financial stability board the startup 20 forum in its recommendations called for a global definitional framework for startups as well as a policy framework to strengthen the startup ecosystems across the g20 nations the new delhi declaration even acknowledged startups and msmes as natural drivers of growth then a startup bridge between india and saudi arabia was announced at the g20 summit prince fahad bin mansoor al saud of saudi arabia stated that Saudi Arabia wanted to keep the momentum of collaboration going while boosting entrepreneurship in both the nations and with the startup 20 working group which was introduced by India under its presidency will be continued in the future presidencies as well as part of the new delhi leaders declaration so definitely the g20 summit has opened up a lot of exciting opportunities um calling out startups and msmes as engines of growth definitely sends a positive signal amongst investors so how do you think Uh, the aftermath of this summit is going to be for the 
country see we're living in a super globalized world uh, you know while people fear about nationalization balkanization closed borders and all of that stuff right um, today i think businesses have to think international uh, and are tending to think international so it's very important for governments to cooperate uh, for cross border trade and what not right i mean it's the right approach uh, also i would say with checks and balances um the delhi declaration was a roaring success right we had a consensus on plenty of things i mean the ukraine war for instance uh right which nobody expected and i've said this the la- last round up as well that you know we got this opportunity on a rotational basis but i think india just picked that up and made like made it a huge success um so again kudos to the organizing team hopefully i will talk to some of those folks uh, in the next couple of weeks uh, on the other podcast that i run bharat vartha uh, do check out that if you're interested in policy and culture related to india or bharat i should say uh, right but uh, we're seeing a bit of a lull right now in the whole crypto space um right because all of that crazy price action in 2021 uh, and the crash afterwards has kind of left only the serious serious contenders in the space uh, right and you know i've said this often that you know i'm more excited about the crypto innovation the blockchain innovation rather than all of this nonsense about you know what asset prices could be etc right bitcoin dogecoin ethereum all of this stuff um on that note uh, super team dao is uh, you know shooting this documentary called super teens uh, where they you know profile four or five of these engineers who building fundamental crypto innovation do check out that uh, my friend devaya is the director of that uh, film so you know um, do It's check it out funny. another plug <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, but it's it's important that uh, you know um, governments are kind of talking about crypto right because it is a genie out of the bottle situation there are going to be uh, you know some kind of innovation on that front now what do you do about it um, and i think you know we need to sort of embrace innovation and not regulate it needlessly uh, i can see why governments are skeptical about it because of the tall uh, promises that were made and because of some of the irresponsible statements that were made as well right that it'll make uh, let's say for instance the government uh, um, obsolete in terms of money and it's the people's money and all that stuff right um, you know governments have a monopoly on two things right money and violence <laughs> and they're not going <laughs> to let go of those things uh, or they're not going to tolerate someone yeah. trying to uh, you know take control of those right for sure so um, yeah i mean i i'm at least hopeful that you know some kind of constructive um, regulation comes out of this uh, right and regulation can be constructive as well right so that's on the crypto front uh, aside i think the the second most important thing from the whole declaration was this corridor uh for economy and trade uh, between the US Europe India and uh, the Middle East right uh, i i think that is super useful uh, right builds a lot of trust and transparency between these uh, um countries and these regions uh, so we'll have rail we'll have shipping we'll have easier norms and so on so that will facilitate a lot of uh, you know startup action also you know mbs and uh, modi ji are like best friends right i mean they make for very good friends <laughs> on photo <laughs> yeah the photos at least right uh, so so i'm not surprised that the saudi government is working very closely with uh, with india right so uh, all in all i think you know all of this policy action really will spur innovation and will will spur startup action yeah right Up next, let's talk about ONDC going international. India's ONDC platform and Singapore's Proxterra got integrated to enable digital market access across borders for SMEs. 
Proxeta is a meta hub that connects B2B platforms and SMEs to explore trade opportunities. And now they're embracing digital transformation through the ONDC network. ONDC facilitates the reach of Indian products to global markets by providing product visibility, document exchange, and cross-border payments. SignCatch, Rapido, Beck.app, PlaceOrder.com, and Liquid Group are among the first participants to join the ONDC Proxera linkage. The ONDC Proxera linkage is the second in line after UPI Pay Now linkage between India and Singapore, and it is expected to trigger a global interoperable trade platform and connect national identity systems. Now, I think this is really great. Because even in the G20 uh, summit, Prime Minister Modi spoke about making up for the global trust deficit that we have. And right now, through technology, I think India is really paving a way as to how we can cover up that trust deficit. So we'd love to get your thoughts on this. It's very, very ambitious. <laughs> you know, uh, I was saying this the last roundup that, you know, for ONDC to be a success, the key players involved have to really take ownership and have to validate that network. Uh, you know, so the more people that, uh, you know, actually join the network, the better. Uh, and I meant that domestically, but now we are talking about Singapore as well, right? Um, so, yeah, this is fantastic. I mean, I, I really hope that, uh, you know, SMEs in uh, Surat or Coimbatore or wherever else are able to trade and are able to get their uh, products and services out there to Singapore. Uh, and, and Singapore also has a huge expat population, right? I mean, we have a fair number of remittance from that uh, place also. Uh, so, so, yeah, overall very, very good. And I hope this is expanded further, uh, right? We need more people building on this network and validating this network. So, um, yeah, fantastic stuff. Before we move on to the next topic, folks, if you're enjoying the content we're discussing, please consider subscribing to this channel and liking the video so that the algorithm will recommend uh, similar videos with these topics to you. Let's talk about a new policy change that might be coming up. The Indian government is considering making the navigation with Indian Constellation or NAVIC support mandatory for smartphones sold in India. NAVIC is an independent navigation satellite system which is deployed by ISRO. Minister of State for Electronics and Information Technology Rajiv Chandrasekhar has said that all 5G phones will be required to support NAVIC by January 1st, 2025. And the government is also planning to give incentives to manufacturers for using domestic chips that support NAVIC. Now, this is quite a big move because yeah. firstly, this NAVIC will give competition to like other international players like uh, GLONASS and Baidu. It also presents a lot of opportunity for startups to create and innovate solutions around this technology since this is an indigenous system. But what other, you think, uh, effects we can see from here? So let me ask a question. Who owns GPS or the Global Positioning System? Who do you think owns that? Hmm. I think it would be the countries that launch the satellites. So the US owns the GPS or the Global Positioning System and it's operated by the US Air Force. Uh, right? So it is not some, you know, utopian uh, global sort of a global positioning system as it's uh, called, right? I mean, it's a US-owned uh, uh, technology that we use, uh, right? And uh, you might think, you know, on a daily basis, how does this even matter, right? My GPS works just fine. Uh, you know, cut back to about 1999, the Kargil war is on, and our soldiers need coordinates, right, to really figure out, you know, where the Pakistanis have infiltrated us and, you know, how we can sort of neutralize the threat. And the GPS was blocked. Right? Uh, this led to a lot of, uh, you know, um, difficulty for our troops. You know, that is when we realized that we need to develop something indigenous. And so the plan to develop uh, an indigenous satellite system has been eternal, right? I mean, 20, 30 years old, uh, 20 years old at least. Uh, right? But since 2018, we've made a lot of progress on that. 
so this whole navigation with indian satellites uh, that you mentioned right is uh, has been a long drawn plan and i'm very very happy that you know we're getting to see this now uh, so we have seven satellites uh, systems basically um, and uh, these help us uh, uh, you know with very very accurate data for the indian subcontinent right uh, accurate up to 5 meters apparently and compared to gps which is about 20 meters we are way more accurate and this is because we use two frequencies one is an l5 frequency and then an s band frequency uh, again folks i mean i don't want to delve too much on the technical stuff you can read up about it uh, and there are plenty of other videos explaining this stuff to you but enough said that this is a very fundamental innovation you know super super relevant for us the challenge is that earlier i mean the gps phones uh they're fine with l1 frequency and now that since we are using l5 uh the phones definitely need an upgrade right the the fundamental system has to upgrade and which is what the government has said right they're trying to incentivize manufacturers uh to sort of accommodate that uh so who knows i mean uh, you know we might be using uh, navic on our uh, uh, on our phones uh, soon enough and the other amazing thing is over time we might even globalize this right we're using seven satellites right now uh gps uses about 31 satellites and given all of the action on the space front that we've seen you know we need to probably get around 20 25 satellites up uh, there right uh, for us to sort of uh, you know globalize this innovation and uh, who knows i mean people in the us might be using navic uh, you know in the future right uh but this is terrific stuff i mean really really uh, amazed at uh, you know the kind of work that we've done and fundamental innovation is is always exciting yeah. no you're you're absolutely right because <clears throat> the recent updates we have seen especially from isro right and how the policies are falling into place to kind of give it a boost this really fosters a sense of national pride as yeah. well as serves as a great example for self sufficiency yeah so I, you know i mean we always used to hear this at least my generation you know 20 years back we used to always hear that you know india where are we building the ip you know uh, we are just a services nation and so on and so forth and i kept saying to people that look we just have to wait right that is the classic innovation curve um, you know first you trade then you build and then you globalize and then you then you start producing ip right yeah i'm very excited that you know the future is going to be very different in that sense all right yeah. well no roundup can be complete if we do not talk ai <laughs> <laughs> nvidia has entered into two separate partnerships with the largest conglomerates in india reliance industries and tata group to build ai supercomputers geo platforms announced a partnership to build state of the art cloud based ai computing infrastructure and nvidia will be providing an end to end technologies and frameworks for building the most advanced ai model now this will greatly speed up a wide range of india's key initiatives and ai projects including chatbots drug discovery climate research and more tata group is partnering with nvidia on delivering computing infrastructure and platforms along with building an ai supercomputer that will be powered by nvidia's gh200 grace hopper superchip tata communications and nvidia will develop an ai cloud in india aimed at providing critical infrastructure that enables computing's next life cycle tcs will be utilizing this and they'll build capabilities and processes for generative ai applications now this partnership is truly monumental because not only are these conglomerates in the enterprise behemoths in the country but it will also give a boost to india's own narrative to position itself as an ai superpower it's really bringing the country at the forefront of new technologies yeah for sure see nvidia has emerged as a key player in this whole game right the stock has uh, zoomed to the moon 
uh right I, i like the ceo by the way i mean quite a cool guy i mean he wears that biker jacket you know it doesn't matter if he's meeting a startup or you know the prime minister uh he's in that same by black color biker jacket uh persona right and i'm glad that you know they're talking to the larger conglomerates here the reliance in the tatas of the world um to help us with again you know fundamental innovation so excited for what uh, they're going to go out and build for sure yeah, but another thing that really um stands out for me is that don't you think there's too much power with one single company nvidia so that's what america has done with respect to ai regulation right they've just allowed some of these larger you know companies to sort of consolidate and figure things out uh, for themselves right uh, unlike europe europe has uh, you know clamped down and you know has 40 regulations on you know what they can do cannot do uh, for instance that it can't be used for defense services and so on and so forth so nvidia was uh, also blocked by uh, you know europe uh, uh, to in its bid to acquire arm for example arm processors right arm so these are fundamentally different approaches so india will have to take the middle path and figure things out uh, for its own uh, and in the meanwhile we could do with all of the help that we can get from uh, some of these larger companies mm-hmm. for sure well uh, but something we can be thankful to the european country or the european union to be uh, specific is that they finally forced apple to introduce type c charging ports <laughs> okay another news uh, gray orange is preparing to raise an 80 million dollar funding round the startup changed its focus from hardware to software after realizing that the scale up game and customer needs were very different the software side is the main growth driver and revenue generator for the company and also the main attraction for potential investors now this is interesting we i don't think we have come across a startup pivoting its core offerings to entice investors so and it's also surprising to me that it's gray orange right gray orange is the og of robotics yeah. i mean they've been at this for about 10 plus years uh and they started off by building warehouse automation systems um flipkart was one of the first few clients and they also exported this innovation outside of india uh i i can see why software has that appeal right because they've built full stack innovation uh they know the last mile delivery right so they've assume i mean I, i think probably what they would have done is built their own software to serve their needs and uh, then sort of you know given this software out to others uh, right and and obviously i mean there is a huge uh, market for that right i mean since they know the ecosystem so well the domain so well i can see why they decided to double down on the software as against the hardware i mean obviously it's easier to scale bits and bytes versus you know atoms and molecules but it's surprising to me because gray orange had built so much of innovation on the hardware side of things right i don't know if they'll totally abandon that stuff uh but yeah i suppose you know if if they need to double down on software for that next level of growth that's probably what they're uh, thinking of right i mean bold decision uh, nevertheless folks check out this uh, episode with pramod gardge of uh, unbox robotics that we did uh, you know some months ago i would i want to say perhaps last year uh, right talks about this entire warehousing automation space it's very important and also especially now right because some of the stuff that these guys are building uh, i think with gen ai and so on i mean has has become a lot more uh, interesting now uh, right the speed of innovation has increased Uh, so yeah do check that out if you want to understand more about this and we should perhaps host a gray orange founders on the podcast sometime as well if you know someone at gray orange please connect us we'd love to host them well and also uh, stay tuned to listen to who are the next guests we have coming up on the podcast we have exciting guests stellar lineup <laughs> 
Before moving on to the other fundraise news of the week, I really want to call out First Check's investment in Jiva. It has really paid off big time. The cash exit delivered a 75x multiple in just over four years. Wow. Now, it's a great example of smart investing and the power of a well-executed exit strategy. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Along with that, uh, some fundraise news of the week include that of Perfios, which is a B2B fintech startup. They raised $229 million in a Series D funding round. Damn. They raised the Series D round from private equity investor Kedara Capital. Leads Connect, which is a full-stack agritech startup, raised 500 crores or $60.2 million from FMCG company BL Agro Industries Limited. And then there's another SaaS company which operates in the logistics space called K Logistics. They raised $30 million in funding led by Courageous Advisors, which is a digital and tech-focused private equity fund. Well, definitely large check sizes are back. <laughs> we have $30 million. And if that's not enough, we have $229 million. So Perfios is uh, working with a lot of banks, uh, right? They have this core system which does financial data management and analysis and so on. So um, yeah, fundamental again, right? And uh, banks do spend a lot of cash on their core systems, uh, right? And India here again has uh, been on the edge in terms of technology, right? I mean, uh, some of our stuff is more advanced than elsewhere in the world. Um, so yeah, I can see them, uh, you know, becoming a large, large business uh, going forward for sure, right? Um, yeah, and uh, it's good to see the 30 million uh, sort of a check size also, uh, you know, we don't hear of that, uh, you know, often enough. Uh, but hopefully, you know, as time progresses, the dam will break and you will see a bunch of these uh, growth size uh, checks uh, being yeah. committed to, right? Right. All right, let's move on to the talk of the town section where uh, it's a very interesting article which Forbes India put out, right? And it quotes... Uh, Ashwath Damodaran, who is a professor of finance at the Stern Business School in New York and is also a world-renowned expert on valuations. He says, VCs don't value companies. They're incapable of valuing companies. I don't expect VCs to have deep thoughts about businesses because they're interested in whatever metric will allow them to flip the company to other people at a higher price. What do you make of that? I mean, this is a long-drawn way of uh, saying, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? Uh, see, the, the VC business is a business at the end of the day, right? I mean, you have a tenure front, you have your limited partners, you've taken money from them, you have to return a multiple, right? And India is, uh, you know, even more challenging, right? I mean, because if you're going to get your international investors to invest in an emerging market like India, uh, you have to promise higher returns, right? Uh, otherwise, simply they're not going to touch uh, uh, India, and if you have to promise 25% or so to these folks, I mean, you obviously have to do what it takes uh, to kind of win at that, you know. So so the VC business is a business, right? Uh, and I mean, it's a bit of a harsh assessment, uh, I think, by Professor Damodran. I mean, he is, you know, he's, he's the god of valuations. I mean, I, I binge on his videos on YouTube all the time. Uh, and, you know, famously, I mean, you, sh you should look at his uh, valuation of Uber, right? I mean, he's revised it a couple of times. It's it's just fantastic the way he thinks through things and so on, right? Um, and, and valuation is an art and a science, you know. I mean, it's not all Excel sheets. It's also narrative and storytelling as well. Um, somehow, Professor Damodaran has got that knack of both, right? And he's able to see through stuff. Um, so, I, I mean, I definitely encourage, you know, people to go check out his classes online, his lectures, uh, very, very interesting stuff. But I think this is a bit of a harsh assessment. Uh, I think VCs do invest in fundamental innovation, but obviously within the realms of 
you know what makes sense from a business perspective uh, and uh, yeah i mean you you need all kinds of people in the ecosystem right you need people who invest for the short term and for the long term and for the very very long term um, you know there are you know 40 50 types of uh, you know equity and mutual funds that uh, just simply what does ebi define and so you will have people with different outlooks uh, that's just the way it is um yeah okay now roshan before we announce what we have been waiting for do you yeah. want to quickly uh call out some of the guests we'll be having in the show so we have a couple of very interesting conversations coming up uh, one with uh, pankaj of 2070 health uh, right there a venture studio focused on healthcare specifically they have a bunch of medics and doctors in their team uh and i am very interested in healthcare innovation uh so we'll talk to him and uh, also we have ritish reddy who is the co-founder of zluri on the podcast as well i mean it's been a while since we've had a saas entrepreneur uh so we're going to talk about sassy things on that podcast <laughs> right so yeah these two and then we have few more that are in the pipeline um yeah uh, we'll announce them uh, in the days to come awesome so later this month on 28th of september it's a thursday we will be doing our first ever live physical event in bangalore um roshan you want to speak about the guests and the topic yeah i'm super excited for this i mean it's been a long time coming uh, but we heard you uh, and we're doing a live startup operator on 28th to 8 september thursday in the evening at koramangala socials uh, very prominent uh, Uh, so the theme of that evening is do more with less you know the market has turned uh, there's greater focus on building a business sustainably greater focus on profitability and so on so i'm going to have two entrepreneurs uh, anubhav jain of rupify and ajay of the house monk uh, talk about their journey anubhav will talk about how they turned around rupify to profitability in about 5 months uh he's written about that on linkedin we'll share the uh, link with you folks so uh, do check it out and ajay has built a very capital efficient business you know he sells to about 10 countries globally uh but he only raised uh, about 5 million you know few months back right i mean they've grown very very uh, capital efficiently uh, so these two folks know how to make the dollar travel a lot more right and if you are a founder or an operator i think this is fantastic stuff uh you get to listen to these folks or uh, tell you about how you can um, build sustainably you know and and of course i mean you get to meet the both of us uh, and our producer thiru uh, live uh, right in person in flesh and blood and uh, yeah we'll have tons of giveaways as well uh, t-shirts books swag what not so if you're interested uh, let us know uh, gunjan uh, yeah how should um, people register Yeah I mean first of all this is going to be a masterclass on building businesses sustainably hmm. right while the registration is still yet to go live we'll be posting the link on our social media the pre registration is on now folks there's a limited uh, capacity event so do let us know if you're really really interested in attending this um to know more about it do follow us on our social media handles on linkedin we are the startup operator and on twitter or x we are the @operatorstartup We are also posting regular content and reels on Instagram. You can follow us as the Startup Operator. So that's it for the 126th episode of the Roundup. You know, we hope you are enjoying the content. Do keep sending us your feedback, and yeah, we we'll guess we'll be back again with exciting updates next week. Take care. See you guys, and see you live on 28th. <laughs>